Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of The Seven Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph, and today I have with me a one-of-a-kind cosmetologist. For, the, for those that don't know, cosmetologists specialize in hair, nails, and skin. Pretty much a one-stop shop before you go off at the night. But um, yeah, I'm going to be quiet, let her introduce herself, and then we'll get into it. Hi, guys. My name's Taylor. I'm a licensed cosmetologist located in San Diego, California. Um, I've been licensed almost eight years now, so I've been in the industry for a while. Um, my main focus is our healthy hair care and natural styling. I have my own salon suite that I've had for almost three years. So I'm really passionate about what I do. Um, being a cosmetologist, I feel like you're an artist, essentially. And you're a therapist, you make people feel good, and you make them look good. It's a confidence booster. So I like being a part of that journey for my clients. Okay, okay. Where are you from? I am Detroit born. Any 313 people here? But <laughs> I'm Detroit born, Cal or San Diego raised. So yeah. Okay. And um, so when did you start doing uh, cosmetology? What made you start? So back home in Michigan, one of my aunts is a cosmetologist and she's been a hairstylist my whole life and then some. So growing up, she had a salon and that was like my first like real salon experience going to my aunt's salon, getting my hair done. And I just loved the environment, the products that she used the burning of the hot comb, all that. Like, I just love that smell and that environment. And I was the kid that like, I would get Barbies, you know, like for my birthday and stuff like that. And like, give my Barbies haircuts or like try to use my mom's mascara to color my doll head's hair. Um, So I was getting in trouble for cutting my Barbie doll's hair all the time. (laughs) So when I was in like, high school I want to say I realized that she can make good money being from behind the chair and I was like oh I want to do this so at my high school they would give you know like they would pretty much ask you your game plan all four years just kind of see if they can help you get in the right area so I told them that I wanted to do cosmetology and Mm -hmm. there was a cosmetology elective at another school in our district so my senior year of high school I took that elective and from that elective, I was granted a scholarship to go to cosmetology school. So I started cosmetology school when I was 17 and graduated when I was 18. I was I barely turned 19 when I got my cosmetology license. And yeah, it's that's pretty much where it started. And even before I realized that hairstyles make good money, I thought I wanted to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. And um I realized I can't really work with kids that well, (laughs) but it's just crazy how it's full circle because now I'm a cosmetology instructor aside of having my own salon. So the two things that I was really interested in growing up, I practice as an adult, which is cool. It's like a full circle. You like kill two birds in one stone. Honestly. So like, I know you said you have a, your own salon and everything. So, like, can you give the listeners, like, a quick run-through of, like, how the process of starting a shop goes or something like yeah, that? Yeah, so I got my salon suite with Sola. Any cosmetologists here that are listening to the podcast are very familiar with Sola salons. So my journey with them, 
I saw them and I was like, ooh, I'm on a salon suite because I want to work by myself. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I reached out to them and honestly, they make the opening salon process very easy. Like they'll hold your hand through the process, if that makes sense. So mm. um, my journey in, in particular, there was one location that I wanted to work at, but it was like, the wait list was like three years long. And I was like, oh my gosh, three years. I got to work for somebody else for another three years. <laughs> and so uh, with that, I think I reached out to them maybe like six months to a year after getting on the wait list. And they were like, oh, we're building another location. And it was like not too far from the location I, I was on the wait list for. And I was like, how do I get on? And so I just had to have my deposit. And they were still like literally, Joseph, they were building the salon suite. So I picked my suite on a blueprint piece of paper and paid my deposit. And uh, it was really cool. It was, Of course, nothing is super easy when you get your process. But what I do really like is the paperwork that you need to open a legitimate business. They give that to you when you sign your contract. Like, mm. you know, with the city or with the board of cosmetology, like they give you those papers. So they're like, all right, all you got to do is fill it out, send it, send your money. And, you know, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. I was like a streamlined process to get you in. For sure. So, I mean, if anyone wants to like go into salon ownership, Sola or just having a salon suite in general is a good way to kind of get your feet in. Got you. Got you. So like, what are your plans now that you have your own salon and you teach it now? What's your future plans? My future plans, I want to really just get into teaching. Like, that's it. <laughs> I would like to, you know, like, take a handful of clients. But I feel like since I've been behind the chair almost 10 years now, I'm kind of looking for something different. So I really want to get into just like hair education. Okay, that's going to be like your, your primary source of income later on down the line as you, you can I see. would like it too and also let me plug myself I do have a hair oil out it's mm. been out for a year and a month now so yeah I want to you know just sell my products expand my product line and also teach that's really what I want to get into okay that's what's up um who in the industry like inspires you to like do what you do? My auntie. Yeah. My auntie inspires me because that is like the first person that made me like fall in love with this industry. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool. You know, like when I go home, like the last time I went home, she does my hair. We talk about hair shows, product lines, everything that's going on in the mm-hmm. industry. It's nice to talk to somebody that, you genuinely like trust and you know for certain that they have like good intentions for you so i would say my aunt okay and then you said you've been in the game for like eight years now so i'm pretty pretty sure you got plenty of stories you got any like nightmare stories oh my gosh <laughs> i want to say everyone has a nightmare story <laughs> just, um, give us, just give us one i know you got a whole bunch Wow. Okay. Hmm. I think my nightmare stories, Lord, I'm trying to think of one that's not too negative. 
<laughs> you, you ain't gotta use no names. Could be like person A and person B or whatever. You know what? I'll go with one. The first salon that I worked at, we had a client there and she came in for a consultation. She wanted crochet braids and she kind of had balding around her edges. And we were just telling her like, okay, we could do the crochet braids, but you shouldn't have them as long because it's going to cause too much tension and you already have balding, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was still newly licensed. So my boss at the time really was like helping me throughout the consultation, which I really appreciated. And so the lady knew, okay, you're balding. Don't let these braids last. Like, I think we told her no longer than like six weeks, maybe. Right. She left them in for almost three months and then turned around and sent me pictures and was like, you made my hair fall out. I need to talk to your boss. And I'm sitting up here like, how did I make your hair fall out? When one, we took pictures of your hair, babe, you were already balding. And for two, you left them in way longer than we told you to leave them in. So I had to send her back the pictures of her hair before the service, but I guess not really that much of a difference, you know? Um, So my boss kind of took it over and problem solved, but that was like one of my first experiences with like a nightmare client yeah sounds crazy. i think yeah i think people like any advice to hairstylists i would always when you're telling somebody something do it via text via email so it's a paper trail just in case somebody be like that didn't happen and you'd be like oh, according to our messages <laughs> it did happen <laughs> got the receipts yeah always always have receipts for anybody not even just hairstylists in any business receipts and you don't have to necessarily yeah you don't necessarily have to like pull them out and blast them on social media because that's not professional but you know just in case yeah you gotta have them to cover your your end just in case it goes any further especially you gotta press charges Mm-hmm. exactly i was watching the episode of judge judy the other day she one of the people had to pull out a phone to show some proof so that was that but, exactly um, since we got the nightmare story out the way let's go <laughs> to like a story that makes you enjoy what you do a story that makes me love what i do mm-hmm. that like like something that mm-hmm. happened where it was like this is why I wake up to do it. So I have one client and she's very open with her. Before I even start with it, she's very open with her journey and she's okay with me talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. I met her at the end of 2019 and we like did like a color consultation because we were going to color her hair blue. And January of 2020, we colored her hair blue. It was so fire. I want to say like February or March, obviously we know COVID was a shit show. But she realized she had to go through chemotherapy and she was going to lose all of her hair. So we're like, damn, like we just did this fire blue and now your hair is going to fall out. But not only that, but I'm just like chemotherapy, like, you know, you just never know what the other side of that is going to be like. Is she even going to be here in a year? You know? Yeah. So that was really emotional for me. I know it was emotional for her, but I was like, I really like this girl, you know, I want to make sure she's okay. So when I was mixing up my oils before I put them out, that was the first person I sent them to. 
I was the very first person I let try my oil because she is already, she had finished chemotherapy around the time that I was testing my product. And I'm like, nope, I want you to have this and I want you to try it. And I want to like watch your journey. So not only that, she supported my business like crazy, but I supported her through her journey. Um, just with checking on her, making sure she was okay. She was very, like, very, very strong. So I guess just seeing her back to a stronger version of herself mm-hmm. and then knowing that, like, I don't know, like, I encourage somebody through a tough time. It's really good. And then she sent me a text last week just talking about how her hair was flourishing and how she rants and raves about my product. <laughs> However. So like you said, you, you just stick to hair. You don't really deal with like nails and the skin as far as cosmetologist goes? No. Nah. When it yeah, comes, like, you know, I thought for a minute I wanted to do nails, but no. <laughs> so you're, you're bread and butter. Nah. Yeah, I like, I like working with hair. It's just so versatile. Mm-hmm. So many different textures and curls and waves and it's just really it's fun what advice would you give yourself like 10 years from now that you wish you would have known surround yourself with stylists that want to grow okay elaborate i i would tell anybody coming out of cosmetology school to work in a salon where the stylists want to grow, where Mm. the owner of the salon encourages you to grow and everybody Mm. grows. Yeah. And then everybody ends up being like their own solo artist. (laughs) Exactly. Like the very first salon that I worked at, it wasn't perfect whatsoever. But what I appreciated was that the owner encouraged us to grow. Like she pushed us. She pushed us. Like I started off just like building my own clientele, but being her assistant. So she'd be like, today, you're going to create a formulation color for my client. And I'd be like, what? And she'd be like, yeah, she wants red. So you're going to formulate a red. Oh, shoot. She pushed you. She definitely pushed me. Yeah. So I like that aspect. Um, and I think that everybody needs to have an experience like that. Somebody that just is pushing you to be better because in our industry, you have to get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Growth does not come from being comfortable whatsoever. <laughs> what, what is like a uncomfortable moment for you that helped you grow? An uncomfortable moment, let's see. All right. It's kind of a funny story, but Mm -hmm. whatever. (laughs) I had a client and we were doing her sew-in and we were like doing sew-in maintenance. So when I do my maintenance, you know, I make sure everything is nice and secure, but I missed the track and it was like loose. Um, Mm. And so we're leaving and I'm literally almost out of the shopping center. And she's like, uh, she comes, she goes, "Um, there's still a piece that you didn't fix in the back of my hair. And I wanted to go home so bad. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> but I turned around and bust that Yui and went right back in. And I fixed that. And she was like, I didn't expect you to come back. I was like, girl, Mm-mm. I wasn't about to leave you hanging like that. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, facts. I just don't like letting people, like leaving people hanging. I feel like um, you should always try to problem solve. Even if the person does not appreciate you problem solving, they can't say you did. I feel like you get all kind of customers, good and bad. Like some appreciate it more than others. Some are just hassles no matter what. Yeah, for sure. But like you said, just um treat them all the same with like kindness and respect, and your business will grow eventually for sure. Yeah. So like you say, you like you have a salon, you teach. So like, how do you manage your time? Oh, balance and boundaries. I made a post about that on my Instagram. So I feel like just being a business owner, I think people expect you to be like available all day, every day. And it's just not realistic, like at all. It's Mm -hmm. not realistic for you to be open and available to clients 24 seven. If you have your days off, you need to take them off hobbies talking to your loved ones or even just catching up on your sleep like I think self-care essentially now how I balance my time mm-hmm. I'll be asleep <laughs> I'll do nothing else I'm going to bed <laughs> <laughs> so are you pretty much like the reason behind this podcast is to show the listeners like the good and the bad side of every field so you're talking about um, cosmetology, hair, hairstyling and everything. Because like social media, it sugarcoats a lot. They don't like really show us the tough side of what people do. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot of, I know it's like a lot of organizing and dealing with numbers. Like with the, as far as logistics, how, how do you deal with that? Like, do you have any apps you recommend or programs? Oh, yes. Okay. So any hairstylist for one, I recommend you getting a legitimate business like booking link. I like Gloss Genius um, because they help you with your reports and tracking your income and stuff like that, which is really, really important, especially during tax season. Mm-hmm. It's just very organized. They help you stay organized. So that's one, a good booking website. And then the other one is the QuickBooks Self-Employed. Mm-hmm lifesaver okay (laughs) add all the cards you're using and you can classify if it's business or personal expense if it's a utility expense that you have for your business if it is your mileage if you're driving to go get product if you're driving to do a client off of your off location anything like that you're able to track it so then when you are doing your taxes it's easier save your receipts you can actually take a picture of your receipts and put it on quickbook Mm -hmm. so just apps like that those are my main two for organizing and i use on my macbook the numbers app Mm -hmm. so i can add up stuff it's like it's like excel it's like apple's version of excel okay so i just kind of use that to like um like for example like my rent or things like my car no anything Mm -hmm. like that like I kind of add those things up on a numbers document and Mm -hmm. another advice I would say would be to get a good accountant Mm -hmm. very important 
you as far as like that counting did you like how did you find one and like what made you base your decision on having to measure accounting he was referred to me by somebody that i trust okay so somebody that had worked with him before i'm like nah like this guy's legit i was like if he's legit i'm gonna try it mm-hmm. so, so he manages I, all your, your taxes and everything huh so you, your accountant handles you like your taxes and everything or what does he do Honestly, so I, you know, gather up all of the information that I need to, mm-hmm. you know, to prove income, mm-hmm. write-offs, all that type of stuff. It's so easy. He'll ask me for any doc- certain documents and mm-hmm. I just, he'll send me a link. I just upload the things where he wants me to upload them. Hey, mm-hmm. like, all right, give me a few days. We'll have our meeting. We'll need to know if we need to, you know adjust anything and it's actually pretty easy the hardest part is getting everything together mm. you, you mentioned tax write-offs so like what are some tax write-offs that that people probably don't know that you could write off anything like your field? if you're using entertainment for your clients that's a write-off if you are like playing your music in the salon, that Apple Music or that Spotify, that title is a write-off. You're playing TV. I have a TV in my salon. If I'm playing HBO Max, I play movies on HBO Max. HBO Max is a write-off. You know, mm-hmm. um, me going to get product for my clients, write-off. Me shipping the stuff for my oils to people that do not live in the state of California or don't live in San Diego, write-off. You have any book uh, recommendations as far as like like helping with either like life in general or any books that helps you along the way with the like salon journey, like hairstyling journey? Um, I would say this is going to be pretty basic. <laughs> the Rich Dad Poor Dad book. I feel like <laughs> a lot of us, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of people go into our industry not knowing how to properly manage their money and they end up working harder instead of smarter. Mm-hmm. So I like that this book teaches you how to work smarter. Yeah. Creating passive income. I believe to be a millionaire, like most millionaires have like multiple streams of income. Is it, I want to say it's like seven. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have multiple streams of income. And I think I really like that book because it taught me that and it taught me how to better manage my money. Um what was I going to say? And one thing that also taught me how to manage my money was going through the pandemic. And I have a dry smile on my face because that beat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> how was that? How was the pandemic? How did that like affect your, your business? So the pandemic pretty much, you know, shut everything down in March of 2020. I opened my salon May of 2019. So I hadn't even been a salon owner for a year yet. And I, I never been told I can't go to work. Hmm. So it was a weird adjustment. You know, we all thought it was going to be like two weeks. Hmm. No, our first shutdown was two months. (laughs) Our second one was like six weeks. And then the third one was like a month and a half. So it was like the, shutting down, opening back up, canceling appointments, making a wait list, 
rebooking people, canceling people. Some people have COVID. I caught COVID from one of my clients and gave COVID to another client. So that whole time was really like a twilight zone. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a roller coaster ride. Like, um, it's a lot of ups and downs. Like, did you lose any clientele through all of that? Because like that sounds like a lot going on. Like canceling appointments, giving clients COVID, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I did. Um, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I've had people that I haven't seen since the pandemic, and you know. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's just because like they don't feel comfortable getting their hair done because of COVID or I don't know if it's, I don't know. People have their reasons, but I know mm-hmm. I definitely have lost clients, but I also gained a lot of clients too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how, how does that make you feel when you, when you lost clients? Like, how do you deal with that mentally? Um, I'm, t- I'm typically hard on myself. So it depends on like why I lost a client. You know what I mean? Um, like mm-hmm. if I lost it because like the person, like we fell out or something, mm-hmm. I really only had that happen once to me recently. And it really hurt my feelings. Um, mm-hmm. I think just because the person was trying to paint me to be something that I'm not. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um it really hurt my feelings, but if somebody just stops like coming to me and like, I don't know why I kind of just be like, Oh, well, all right. You know, they probably got stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on why. Got you. So like, what do you do in your spare time for like on your downtime as far as mental, for mental, um, mental health? I talk on the phone. I run my mouth to my friends and my family. That's what I do. And I take a nap and I eat. Um, I do like traveling, but I really feel like I travel the most during the summertime. Mm-hmm. I like being around like my loved ones, like my friends, my family. And I like being goofy. I'm pretty, I mean, any of my clients that are listening know that I'm goofy. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just like to, I don't know, just be a regular. 20 something year old girl when I'm off the clock. <laughs> so like how can um folks reach you so they can um book you for your services? You can go on my website hairbytng.com. That is mm-hmm. hairbytannge.com. And there's a tab that says appointments. You can click it. It'll take you to my booking link where you can book your appointments mm-hmm. you can also go press that shop button and you can get that stimulating oil get that scalp stimulated so we can get some growth mm-hmm. we love that oil okay. a lot of my clients really really like it so i have like the tangling brushes and i have wide tooth combs and the website is growing so not only can you book a, an appointment with me you can also shop with me oh yeah what about as far as social media? Social media, my Instagram is hair by T period A N N G E E underscore, which is hair by T N G. But my name's Taylor. My name's not Angie. I know a lot of people be calling me Angie. That's not my name. My name is Taylor. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but hair by T N G, hair by T N G on Facebook. 
yeah, that's where you can find me. If you have any like booking questions or something, feel free to shoot me an email. The books are always open two months in advance. They do mm-hmm. get booked up pretty quick, but you know. Okay. You don't you don't you don't got TikTok? Oh my gosh, I do have a TikTok. Why did I not think about my TikTok? <laughs> my TikTok is the same name as my Instagram, hair by TNG mm-hmm. underscore. Okay. And like what inspires you to create content? You know, I think I like creating content because I like to show off. <laughs> I know that sounds really bad, <laughs> but I like to pop my shit. Like, yeah, I did mm-hmm. this. Um, I think I think a lot of people, when it comes to like finding someone to do a service for them, they want to feel like the person is like a person and not a robot. Mm-hmm. So they want to see you. They want to see that if you have a sense of humor, your sense of humor, like people really like that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'll get clients that'll come in. I'm like, where'd you find me? And they're like, I girl found you on TikTok. And I'm like, what? <laughs> That's dope. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of funny on TikTok. I try to be funny on Instagram sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So just showing like, obviously you don't need to give them all of the details of your life, but just showing that you're a legitimate person. Mm-hmm. People love that. They love it. Definitely. I'm going to have to wrap this up. But um, I want to thank you for being here because I know running a shop, um, teaching classes, all that is time consuming. And for you to be here through your busy schedules means a lot. So I want to thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Mm-hmm. Do you have any last words for your for the listeners? Um, shop on hairbytng.com. Get some stimulating oil. appreciate it (laughs) for sure yeah you take it easy all right Alrighty, thank you you're welcome so yeah that's all i got for today um if you're still listening i want to thank you for being here i know time is money like i always say so i I hope you learned something from this episode um like subscribe drop a comment let me know what you think about this episode but yeah until next time peace